0: sweet talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the continuing education workforce training division of idaho state university's college of technology this podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts and the format is conversation we're having conversations with businesses professionals entrepreneurs community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So subscribe today. Take 20 minutes and hear from people living in your community who are making a difference in your community. It's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hello, everyone. It's uh, Sweet Talk, and we're back, and uh, this time... Uh, Jason is not here and so I am taking over the hosting duties. Uh, Paul Dickey, uh, you know me all from uh, the podcast here each week and uh, you know that I'm the video instruction manager and apprenticeship coordinator for continuing education workforce training. Um, Try to bear with me as I do this alone because you know what works for me is the banter between me and Jason and since he is not here I feel a little untethered and trying to find my ground here. Now, um, today we have a uh, returning guest, uh, Gabriel Rodriguez, who was here last year, actually, I think almost a year and a half ago, um, talking about cryptocurrency. And we thought we'd invite him back because wow, stuff in the news, stuff in the news. Um, So with that, I'd like to say, um, welcome. And that's, Jason, I just wanna let you know, if you're listening, I. set the timer. Um, welcome. And uh, Gabriel, if you could introduce yourself for um, uh, returning listeners and new listeners.
1: Sure. Gabriel Rodriguez, Director of Professional Development here at the College of Education at Idaho State University. longtime Idaho native.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And you were on our show about a year and a half ago um, talking about cryptocurrency. Um, For those who might not have listened to that episode and are listening to this one for the first time, um, could you briefly describe what cryptocurrency is?
1: Sure. Uh, Cryptocurrency, peer-to-peer form of payment, um, looking to decentralize. That's the key term is to decentralize um, basically the whole entire financial sector globally. Um, so we talked a lot about what cryptocurrency is, what blockchain is. Uh, before we started this show, I went ahead and took a look at what the prices were in December 2019 when we recorded that first podcast. Uh, Bitcoin was around uh, $7,000 in December 2019. Uh, Ethereum, uh, the number two cryptocurrency, uh, according to market cap, it was $145 in December of uh, 2019, obviously today, um, Ethereum is ranging between two and three thousand dollars. It did reach as high as a little over four thousand dollars a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Bitcoin hit a high of uh, sixty, just a little over sixty thousand dollars, again just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, now ranging in the thirty forty thousand dollar range. So obviously, it has made up. Quite a bit of ground since our last uh, podcast, both in terms of price and in terms of people hearing about cryptocurrency.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, when we had you on before, it, it was, it, you know, it's been in the news for a long time and it was in the news then, but it actually seems to be surging in the news lately. Um, and I think part of that surge is kind of the uh, um, the fluctuation in the market that between uh, um uh bitcoin and is it dogecoin?
1: Mm-hmm. Dogecoin, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I guess uh one word from <laughs> Elon Musk kind of affected the market. And I we Jason and I were talking because again when he invited you over we sat I was standing in this doorway of his office says I hey, I invited uh Gabriel back I said, that's great. I have so many questions. And of course, that conversation, our conversation led right into the whole Elon Musk thing. And we go, why does that happen? And so why does it happen? One person says something and that drastically affects the cryptocurrency market. Sure.
1: Well, uh, Elon Musk, first of all, is pretty new to crypto. When did he start tweeting about cryptocurrency? Uh, It's been in the last six months. So he's, he's brand new to crypto. And for some reason, he has chosen to focus on Dogecoin. Uh, Having been around even since 2017, I can't tell you, I didn't even know how to pronounce it. I called it Dogecoin, Dogcoin. It's a meme coin. It's got no development. Why Elon Musk, uh, who I consider to be a very smart man, a genius in many, many realms, uh, is is choosing to focus on uh, Dogecoin is beyond me. Uh, But to be clear, when he does tweet, it does have some market impact, but that is not the entire impact is from his tweeting. He adds to the uh, market pullback. He does not cause the market pullback. Uh, To be very clear, it's over leveraging uh, futures markets on cryptocurrency that is causing the pullback and accumulation. Basically, what it is is a chance for whales. Institutions to buy Bitcoin back at thirty thousand dollars and let it back let it ride back up to sixty thousand dollars, and let the individual who bought it at fifty thousand dollars and sold it at thirty thousand dollars, whether as a whole Bitcoin or a part of a Bitcoin, they're buying it at fifty thousand, they're selling it at thirty thousand because there's a lot of fear in the market. Bitcoin then rises back up to past fifty. And those same people are then buying back into the market at 60,000, 70,000, $80,000 per Bitcoin. it's the same case for any cryptocurrency. And uh, to to be honest, I don't really consider uh, some cryptocurrencies to be cryptocurrencies. I think they give a black eye to the market, to the development, to the legitimate projects that are there actually trying to use um, their development for use cases to change uh, financial elements, to change e-commerce elements. Um, uh, Dogecoin, uh, I don't really, there's no development. There are no developers. Um, I I just, I don't understand why he chooses to focus so much on that particular coin.
0: Possibly because if he buys at the lower price, says something that, Artificially artificially inflates the value, and he gains a profit, you know, just by him, you know, decreeing. It's it's a possibility. I mean, he's
1: the richest man in the world. Why he would need to do that on on Dogecoin, uh, I do not know. But uh, he joins he joins the ranks of uh, he joins the ranks of John McAfee 2017 when uh, John McAfee um, was tweeting the coin of the day cryptocurrency of the day, uh, pumping the market, obviously was reaping some benefits. And uh, unfortunately for him, he has some good ideas. Obviously, he was doing market manipulation. And unfortunately for him, he's still in a, a Spanish jail across sea mm. now for over half a year, waiting extradition, if it ever comes.
0: Yeah. Um, so when you say uh, a coin is, has developers behind it, what does that actually mean? Uh, You
1: can take a look at different cryptocurrency projects, different coins or tokens that have a use case and consistent development. So back in 2017, there were many, many cryptocurrencies. Obviously, there's more now. But back in 2017, where I focused uh, my energy, my research was on projects that had a use case, that had consistent development, that had a solid development team, and were actually looking to change and create revenue from a legitimate source, not out of thin air. Um, When you look at those projects, a lot of them stopped developing during the bear market that we had 2018, 2019, definitely during 2020, hit a lot of projects hard. They used up a lot of capital during that time and they did not deliver on any applications or any software or really any use case for their cryptocurrency. What I do is I focus my research on cryptocurrencies that have those elements. A solid development team, a leader, and they are looking to achieve a use case with their cryptocurrency. Uh, You can take a look at many Ethereum-based projects um, that are looking to get into DeFi, decentralized finance, which is basically uh, applying traditional uh, finance tools, that we have in the market, bond market, loans, lending, borrowing, and they're looking at applying that into cryptocurrency using Ethereum or ERC twenty tokens. So tokens that are coins that are built on the Ethereum network. Uh, w- other coins that have uh, a significant use case that are still building Telcoin, uh, peer-to-peer transaction over the over your mobile network on your phone. Your wallets on your phone. Oh, really? And uh, you can just send and receive as you please. I believe there's some legislation coming out in uh, in the United States on um, state that uh, helps is helping promote telcoin. Um, you can also take a look at at uh, SafeX, which is looking to change e-commerce, um, uh, competing with the likes of Amazon and eBay, where they will not collect your information. They will not sell that information into third-party businesses that will then, you you look up a tent, a Cabela's six-man tent on Amazon. You don't buy it. The next day you're scrolling through Facebook and you see an ad of that Cabela's tent right there on Facebook. They've obviously harvested your data, what you searched for, and you're gonna see in your email, you're gonna see it come up on your online searches because they have harvested your data which you should actually be paid for if they're going to harvest your data and they sold it to advertising companies, which then advertise on their behalf, wanting you to go back to buy that tent. So uh, Safex is an e-commerce cryptocurrency that's looking at um, creating a a privacy-based marketplace where you can actually purchase and sell goods and services. Um, There, there are just so many, um, cryptocurrencies that actually have use cases that are now live as opposed to 2017, they are now coming and their applications, their services, their use cases are becoming live. That's really exciting to see in 2021. And I think that's one of the reasons why institutional investors are starting to invest in these high market cap uh, cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, um, even even the likes of uh, uh, Matic, you know you're starting to see some institutional investors invest in Card- cardano and stellar lumens.
0: So are, so what you, are, are you saying that some investors that used to invest in the traditional market are now looking at the Bitcoin market as a viable investment source? Absolutely and you can look
1: right at one particular prominent crypto influencer who just Also arrived about the same time as Elon Musk. And his name is Michael Saylor, uh, CEO of uh, MicroStrategy, who was looking at his cash balance a year ago in 2020, realized that the dollar was decreasing in value and invested most of their cash balance into Bitcoin in 2020 and obviously has reaped great benefits.
0: Now, uh, I mean... Bitcoin or cryptocurrency has been in the news um, and, you know, for quite a few years now, but uh, it's actually starting to become more of a buzzword uh, in everyday life. I mean, people are, I think more people are aware of cryptocurrency, especially Bitcoin, um, than they were, say, even a year ago. I mean, even a year ago, um, they they are aware that such a thing exists, but I still think a lot of, Um, lay persons, myself included, aren't totally totally understand the concept behind it. Um, I mean, we're talking about, you say um, peer-to-peer currency. What does that actually mean?
1: Uh, What it means is individual sovereignty. No longer do you have to uh, get approval from a bank to send money and then have an enormous bank fee and have the money arrive to uh, a person or a business or an organization days later, if not a week later, uh, because it has to go overseas through the bank wires. Uh, If you want to send through a traditional payment source, PayPal or Western Union, it will take some time and it will take a significant fee. That is not individual sovereignty. What we're looking at in the cryptocurrency sphere is something along the lines of a revolution that we've never seen before. This type of revolution is not a battle. It's not a war with uh, weapons and killing. This This is a type of revolution that takes control and power and gives it back to the individuals through decentralization. No one person, no one central authority can control the market. There are cryptocurrencies that are centralized. There are exchanges where you can buy cryptocurrency or sell or trade cryptocurrency that are centralized. The goal of the entire cryptocurrency market is decentralization of the entire financial sector. It's being achieved at a very, very quick rate. I think it's being achieved faster than most thought it would. We're talking about the conception of Bitcoin uh, in 2008, 2009. And we're looking just, uh, what are we, 12 years down the road? And we're looking at upending a banking system that has been around for literally centuries, absolutely centuries. Uh, we're looking at also the cryptocurrency sphere is looking at adding transparency, where transparency has never been found before. When you're talking about government spending, where is the transparency? How many? United States dollars have been printed in the past few years. How about in 2020 due to COVID? How much money printing has gone on? Well, we don't have the official actual dollar amount that has been printed. And when I say printed, it's tapping a few keys on a keyboard. Digital dollars are printed and then sent. We do know how many Bitcoin have been mined in that time period. And we know that the cap of Bitcoin is 21 million Bitcoin. It can never exceed that.
0: So so there's a finite amount of Bitcoin, yet the value keeps increasing on the finite amount. Uh, I mean, so is it that because of increased investment on of the coins or
1: well, what, what you have to what you have to try to envision is Bitcoin is digital gold. And there and there's and there's two sides to that argument. No, it's I guess it is. Digital gold. What how does it differ from physical gold? You can't go out into the earth and dig up Bitcoin. You can't in 2050 get on one of Elon Musk's rockets and go up to a nearby asteroid and mine one third of the global reserve of gold off this asteroid and inflate the market. You can't do that with Bitcoin. Bitcoin is rare, it's scarce, and um, it is based off of that, a legitimate investment for the long-term because there's only 21 million. There's never going to be more than 21 million Bitcoin. Uh, The only thing that that I would look at if I were to invest in Bitcoin is, is it possibly getting too centralized? Are there too many whales? As we've seen, not Elon Musk manipulating the market, but possibly whales, Bitcoin whales, people who own hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin, manipulating the market and dropping it down to $30,000, scooping up more Bitcoin than they had before and now writing it back up to 60,000 and above. Uh, If Bitcoin is digital gold, then it will have a market cap equal to or greater than the market cap of physical gold.
0: Okay, so so does the value of the Bitcoin, um, does it increase with the confidence behind that currency?
1: Uh, I, I believe so. But, you know, there, there's, there, again, there's two sides to the argument. Bitcoin is the first cryptocurrency ever created, created by Satoshi Nakamoto, a pseudonym for an individual, a group of people we do not know. Uh, and um, obviously, uh, because it's the first, it's the king. Will it ever not be the king? I have no idea. I don't try to guess. I don't, I don't jump on one bandwagon or another. Uh, what, I am, what I am saying is Bitcoin will continue to increase as institutions choose to invest in it because it is uh, a long-term investment. The market cap is still low based on its scarcity and its value.
0: Well, and that term, the long-term investment that you speak of, because, I mean, we've all heard the news of the um, sudden dip in price for the Bitcoin, but sure. it always seems, appears... To recover and also and in that recovery, it tends to actually increase in value as it recovers Um, so long term as a long term investment, it seems pretty strong, Um, it does not seem like the type of thing that. This is the only thing I can equate it to day trading in bitcoin.
1: Sure. Um, pullbacks are not unusual for bitcoin or crypto in general. When, when Bitcoin pulls back, altcoins pull back. Altcoin is anything other than Bitcoin. Uh, 30% pullback, 50% pullback, albeit this last pullback was large. It shook off a lot of small investors. However, that's what happens when you do have a volatile market and institutions are buying. Institutions did not sell Bitcoin or Ethereum Or stellar lumens or cardano or any other cryptocurrency what they did was they bought more on the dip a term that they use buy the dip buy the dip and and if you have the funds to do so then you're able to buy the dip if you don't and they're all invested into into cryptocurrency then you your your portfolio did suffer you you still have uh your cryptocurrency if you did not sell it and i think that's that that's the main point is Uh, Don't be shaken out by these pullbacks. The market is strong. Eventually, as we talk, you say everyone's hearing about cryptocurrency. I still think it's a very small percentage of people in the United States especially. And I think as we go forward in 2022, in 2023, everybody will know what cryptocurrency is because they will diversify. Their investments, their personal investments and not only that but 401ks into cryptocurrency. there will be holdings of cryptocurrency in the average American baby boomer Gen X, Gen Z, they will all have um, what is Gen Z is that the generation that's really young right now I don't know Gen yeah, X.
0: I, I think so yeah
1: Gen Xers they'll all have cryptocurrency whether it be one, two, three percent, their portfolio will be in cryptocurrency. Will it be in Bitcoin, Ethereum, Chainlink, Matic? Some of these smaller cap altcoins that are going to rise with their use cases, I do not know. But it will be a diversified portfolio into cryptocurrency. And that is where I think the big movement will come.
0: Well, let's go back to something that you said. um, And again, this is what you just said kind of ties in that is you said institutions. Is cryptocurrency or Bitcoin um, getting to such a, a a price range that smaller investors investors are seeing themselves locked out, and it's going to be institutions that are going to be the ones investing in, in uh, say Bitcoin or cryptocurrency as as the you know it moves ahead?
1: Uh, that very well could be. In fact, we see institutions as big as uh, microstrategy, Michael Saylors, microstrategy, Tesla investing in Bitcoin. And we see institutions as small as the University of Wyoming who are on the cutting edge of this frontier. The state of Wyoming, the cowboy state, the University of Wyoming, the governor there even admitting he owns cryptocurrency. And uh, you see these smaller institutions such as universities, Idaho State University, where both you and I are employed, should put part of their fund in cryptocurrency. It's getting to a point where as someone said on uh, Twitter, it's, it used to be risky to invest in cryptocurrency. Now it's risky not to invest in cryptocurrency, not your whole portfolio, but do your research, do your proper research and look for the cryptocurrencies that you feel good about that have a use case that have solid development that you think are going to have a future. Basically, what we're looking at, and I hate to, I hate to use this as a parallel, but in the late '90s, you had the dot-com bubble, and you had every company oh, yeah. that the dot-com behind it would obviously increase in value, and then you had the dot-com bubble crash. It burst, and what happened was the legitimate companies that had those consistent development, uh, that had that consistent development happening. They rose from the ashes and what did you achieve? Microsoft, Amazon, Yahoo, uh, et cetera. And had you invested in those beforehand, knowing I I see the vision of e-commerce. I like what Jeff Bezos is doing with his online bookstore. I'm going to invest in it. And as he increased his offerings from not only books to everything that you can possibly imagine today, You'd be a rich man. That is the type of vision that you need to have in cryptocurrency looking at the future. What does cryptocurrency and blockchain offer? It's very difficult to see that. I have difficult seeing what's ahead in the future, even to 2022. Have you had that vision of the internet other than the internet being a place to send back and forth word documents, right? For email. If you had a vision of what the internet could entail you were able to make good investments.
0: Well, and also as um, it over, it seems like over the last year, two years, um, retailers have become more confident in accepting uh, payment for certain things with with cryptocurrency. Um, so it, it again, it, it's one of those things where you look at it, you hear about it, and it's hard to, just like the internet back in the 90s, what will it look like in the future? Hey, That's Gabriel, the timer went off. Um, right.
1: I- one, one last thing that I just want yeah, to yeah. for, for everyone who's looking at cryptocurrency. There's a phrase in cryptocurrency if, if it's uh, not in your wallet, it's not your coin. Okay. If you don't own the cryptocurrency and if you don't hold the cryptocurrency, you don't own cryptocurrency. If you invest via Robinhood, if you invest through PayPal, You cannot send cryptocurrency off those platforms. They will say all day long that you own cryptocurrency. But if it's not in your wallet where you can control it, to send it and receive it as you please or spend it as you please, it is not your cryptocurrency. And again, I just wanted to leave with the note, none of this is financial advice. I really, really want people to do their own research on cryptocurrency. If you've been in the sphere long enough, you know pullbacks are going to happen. Don't get shaken out by pullbacks, and uh, and really, um, dollar cost averaging is the way to invest.
0: Hey, Gabriel, I'm so glad you say that because I said that I, I was going to say the same thing. This is Gabriel and I are having a conversation. Um, he's giving me an education, and uh, please don't consider this financial advice at all. Uh, we just wanted to invite you in on this conversation that we were having. Hey, Gabriel, um, do, you, um, uh, do you have social media or do you have something that uh, people can reach out to you on? Um, no, I don't. In fact, okay.
1: that, that's actually one of the things. Just uh, do your own research. You can find all the links, YouTube, Reddit, Twitter, are fantastic educational resources for investing in cryptocurrency. Uh, CoinMarketCap.com. Fantastic site to okay. see updates on prices, market caps, et cetera.
0: Are there any are there any books or literatures that um, are, are are good for someone to, to read on, on, on this subject? The
1: Bitcoin standard is obviously a great book on that. I'm right now reading the sovereign individual, A uh, fantastic book talking about the future, someone who was able to envision what the internet was going to bring, how it was going to bring financial independence. Individual sovereignty and how governments, nation states, are going to react to this movement, just as they're reacting to cryptocurrency today.
0: Yeah, I think th- that's another thing. I think uh, cryptocurrency did take a lot of governments like uh, by surprise um, because uh, many of, I mean, many of our representatives don't have an understanding of it either. Um, and you know, uh, you've heard buzz about, Hey, we need to regulate, but I don't think there's, they can regulate, um, because what you said, it's, it's kind of between individuals peer to peer.
1: Yeah, it, it, it is very difficult to regulate. They're trying to figure out how to regulate. Obviously it does make it a safer environment when you're investing for the first time or in projects that are new. Uh, but if you do your proper research, you are your own regulator. And, uh, and, I, and I really hope that's the way it goes.
0: Great. Hey, Gabriel, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, again, um, we got to have you on again <laughs> and maybe just for the, a status update in the future on, on where things are going because uh, again, people get more and more aware of the cryptocurrency, um, but I still have questions and um, like to have you on again sometime.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, and if you guys uh, out there would like to get a hold of us, uh, you can reach us at, um, go to our webpage at uh, cetrain.isu.edu. And you could uh, email us um, if you want to give us a comment or a question at at cetrain@isu.edu. Thank you so much for listening. Again, Gabriel, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me.